0: To the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 260 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, physical therapist, and today we're going to be talking about seven sources of ischial tuberosity pain. We're going to be doing a little anatomy review. We're going to be talking about the causes of ischial tuberosity pain. And we're going to go through a few differential diagnoses and much more. But if you don't mind holding for a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors.
0: This episode is sponsored by MedBridge. Harnessing the power of technology to help you advance your career and improve patient outcomes, MedBridge delivers over 2,000 evidence-based CE courses and more than 7,000 specialized patient exercises, available whenever you need them from wherever you are. MedBridge goes beyond CEUs. They're leading the space. From interactive webinars led by top industry leaders to the first ever HEP patient mobile app, MedBridge has taken learning to the next level for over 200,000 PTs, OTs, ATs, SLPs, and nurses, and those they serve. For a limited time, use promo code OEP to receive $175 off your annual subscription. You go into clinic every day to practice at the top of your license and provide the best care to your patients. Yet, four out of five orthopedists say that note-taking is interfering with patient care. Robin is here to change that. Robin provides ambient virtual scribing that's designed exclusively for orthopedics. Its Robin assistant device ambiently captures your visits, so you can focus on patients, and Robin Virtual Scribes can deliver more complete clinical notes and codes to your EHR. Visit robin.co slash OEP. That's robin.co slash OEP to learn more.
1: Welcome back, everyone. So, for those of you who are new to the show, um, welcome to OrthoEvalPal. Our goal here is to help you improve your orthopedic evaluation skills and talk about how to manage orthopedic injuries better, um, hopefully increase your confidence when you see orthopedic patients and make life a little bit easier when you, um, you know, do your evaluations. For those of you who are returning, thank you so much for watching. Be sure to tell all of your friends about Valpal and, uh, you know, send me your questions and I'll uh, certainly do my best to get them on the show for you. Um, a little studio update. We are uh, making headway. I've been doing a lot of painting. The floors are going down, I'm doing a lot of this work myself. So it's kind of a mess right now, but hopefully in the next week or so. Or to be uh, in pretty good shape and uh, have ourselves a nice little place to do our podcasts and YouTube videos. And um, what else do we have here? Uh, let's get going with our show. We're going to be talking about ischial tuberosity pain, which is not very common. But I think you need to understand that there are many sources of pain in the ischial tuberosity area. If you see it, it's good to be able to differentially diagnose and tease out what other diagnoses can be causing the pain in that area. So let's just do a little anatomy review this morning. And um, we're going to be talking about the biceps femoris and semitendinosus, which both originate their hamstrings and both originate at the ischial tuberosity. There's also that ischial bursa, or otherwise known as the ischial gluteal bursa. It's located between the gluteus maximus and the ischial tuberosities. So um, it's there. It gives a little bit of cushion, really exposed if you're sitting on a hard surface with your knees above your hips. And, um, you know, like being on a bleacher or, uh, you know, they call this weaver's bottom uh, where, you know, you're sitting on a small stool and the stool is really low uh, to the ground and very hard and that can really agitate things. Um Remember, your ischial tuberosity sits really close to the acetabulum, okay? So remember that as we go forward today with our differential diagnoses. Don't forget, there could be some intraarticular hip stuff going on there that could be causing you pain in the area of the ischial tubercle. Um, The sciatic nerve migrates just lateral to the ischial tuberosity. So remember this also as we go through some of our differentials today. Um, with all that being said, let's take a look outside of the box here and discuss sources of pain and everything else you should consider be- besides ischial bursitis or Weaver's bottom. Because it's you know like greater trochanteric bursitis or lateral hip pain, the first thing you think of when you say lateral hip pain is greater tra- trochanteric bursitis, and we do the same thing with um, ischial pain. So let's start with the obvious, okay? And I'm going to kind of categorize this, uh, one through seven, like the most common issues that we see uh, to the least common issues that we see. So ischial bursitis um, is something that uh, we see probably more common than anything else in regards to ischial pain. It is tender to touch. Not usually aggravated by selective tissue tension testing. So if you do some stretching of the hamstrings or contraction of the hamstrings, uh, you could have some pain there uh, if you contract the hamstrings, if it is a hamstring problem, but not if it's a bursa issue, okay? So remember that. They are not usually painful with selective tissue tension. Um, it usually starts with prolonged pressure or sitting on hard surfaces. Remember that it is most exposed when the hip is flexed. And so that's how you should assess it. If you think you're going to palpate through the glute while the patient is prone, um, that's not going to work very well. You have to put them in the supine position, flex that hip, and then you can access that ischial tuberosity a little bit better. Uh, it's a sensitive area for a lot of folks. So, um, you know, just tell them what you're going to be doing before you assess that region. Um, and it's hard to get through that glute max, so you want to take that glute max and kind of splay it out and push it to the side when you're evaluating that ischial bursa. But that's usually how it starts, um, usually some sort of pressure on that area. Now, some folks, which is, um, you know, also somewhat common, is they'll have hamstring tendinitis or tendinopathy. So, um you'll see this more in your active individuals. You'll see it more in runners. They might increase their mileage or maybe start doing heels more where they're activating the hamstrings a little more. And they start to develop some tendonitis or tendinopathy. Now, these can be aggravated by selective tissue tension. So stretching it and contracting it, palpating it, those will all be um, painful and tender. Now close to that would be the next one, which would be a tear of the um origin of that hamstring. And again, all the same types of symptoms as hamstring, tendinitis, tendinopathy. Uh, pain with resistance, pain with stretching, pain with palpation, usually much more painful. They're less apt to respond with conservative uh, management and treatment. So these folks may require an MRI to help identify that tear a little bit better. Now, the next one, which is not so common and rare, but I have seen this, which is an avulsion of the ischial tuberosity. Um, and I've seen this in a young lady who was a a runner in high school. She went to accelerate off the line and as soon as she did, she fell down, just went down in severe pain, ended up in the emergency department, had an interestingly enough, had an x-ray of her back and an x-ray of her hip and, uh, I'm sorry, an x-ray of her knee, but not the hip and not the pelvis. And, um, everything was clear. She was allowed to go back and play sports, and she did, and she limped, and she always had pain. And about three months later, her mom asked me to take a look at her, and uh, she had a very definitive pain. Uh, What also distinguished this from other types of issues was that she had a definitive pop when she took off uh, off the line. And um, it was an aggressive uh, takeoff. She's also had some bone density issues in the past. So you should, you know, look at those factors, you know, like is the patient fair skin? Um, Do they have... Uh, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, anything that predisposes them to uh, osteoporosis, Uh, have they had an eating disorder, you know, anything like that, maybe a long use of steroids, uh, things that would cause these types of injuries. And so, um, you know, something to look at if you hear this big pop when there's some sort of an acceleration. Now, something that is even more rare than the avulsion is a snapping bottom syndrome, okay? And this will happen usually in more of the elderly population where the uh, the long uh, the long head of the biceps femoris will start to sublux over the ischial tuberosity every time they flex at the waist and so there'll be a very definitive snap and pop and can be quite incapacitating it renders the hamstring quite weak and it can make the uh, it can make you unstable when you're walking and so it's one of those things that has to be identified with an MRI um, they don't often fix these in folks who are a little bit older. Sometimes they'll just tenotomize it and uh, just let it go, and uh, that may relieve them of their discomfort and from the snapping sensation that they get, which can be also quite inhibitory. After the snapping bottom syndrome, I also you know consider intraarticular hip issues. So I will clear them for labral problems or uh, intraarticular hip arthritis. Uh, I'll do the Faber and the Fader test. And uh, you know, go through some history, and uh, sometimes the mechanism, if it's a a, an abrupt abduction and external rotation of the hip or something like that, they uh, are more likely to have a labral issue. If they are getting up there in years and uh, you know they have a lot of grinding in the hip, they can't flex anymore at the waist, um, but they are also getting this pain down the ischial region. It could be just referred pain from the intraarticular structures of the hip. So take that into consideration. So age is very important in determining if they have a labral tear versus hip arthritis. And then the last thing I look at is lumbar radiculopathy. Uh, as you, uh, those of you who have listened to my podcast in the past, we just did one on radiculopathy and uh, hamstring tear. We incidentally had a patient who had both. Um, and uh, these can be very tricky to identify because um, if you do a straight leg raise test, they will it will cause pain with both of them. But here's a little tip to try to differentiate between a lumbar radiculopathy and a, um, ischial tubercle issue or tear of the hamstring. Um, you know, you do a Braggart's test. So you do that straight leg raise test, you let off a little bit, and then you dorsiflex the foot. Okay. If that increases the pain up and down the leg, you're not, increasing the stretch on the hamstring. Right. You're only increasing uh, neural tension on the sciatic nerve. So that can help you identify. Then go through your deep tender reflexes and your sensory testing. okay? because a tubercle issue will not cause a loss of reflex or sensation. All right. Um, Radiculopathy is non tender at the ischial tubercle. So if you if somebody has a sciatica and you palpate the ischial tuberosity, it should not be painful. And then you go through your selective tissue tension testing. And um, if you are not putting the patient in sciatic tension or neural tension uh, while you're doing the selective tissue tension testing and it hurts, then it's more likely to be an ischial problem or a, a hamstring origin issue, okay? So, seven tips on um, on what people can have in regards to sources of pain that can cause some ischial discomfort. I hope that... Um, that you enjoyed today's show and uh, if you did please tell your friends and colleagues please rate us and review us on uh, whatever podcast station you're on and uh, of course like always be good to each other and take care
0: we hope you've enjoyed the show for some more awesome content go to orthoevalpal.com can't wait to see you there